Hey, spooky friends. Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing on this fine spooky day, Kat? Feeling spookerific. Awesome. How many times can we say spooky? <laughs> Don't challenge me because I will put spooky in every spooky sentence. <laughs> and it'll be spooktacular. It'll be annoying as fuck. <laughs> We will definitely lose listeners. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today we are going to be reading stories, submitted stories from a listener of ours. His name is Grant, and he sent me so many stories that they make up a whole episode all on their own. Thank you, Grant. Yes. So you guys send those stories in. You know the routine. Cynthia at truehauntings.com is my email. Or honestly, if you post it on the Facebook group and you put on there, okay to read on the podcast or whatever, we'll read it that way too. So that's what we're up to today. Let me get the first one. All right. So Grant's got some, some spooky stuff going on. Ha, I said it again. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that, didn't you? <laughs> you were already yes. laughing. Yes, I did. I was like, yep, here we are. Yep. It's spooky time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be good, you guys. I'll be good. I'll try not to annoy you too much. But I have to say, before I start reading this first story that he sent us, he mentions the Sega Master System, that he was playing the Sega Master System. And listen, you guys, I too had the Sega Master System, not the Sega Genesis. Nay, nay. I had the original Sega Master System. I spent my entire childhood saying, no, not that Sega. Because <laughs> everybody would be like, you've got Sonic? Nope, not that one. Sonic is not on that system. <laughs> So I just wonder, he'll have to message me or comment on Facebook or something and tell me if he had the same issue where everybody be like, oh, you have Sonic? Nope. No, I don't. That sounds great. Um, I I did not grow up playing video games, so I know nothing. Mm. But I'm sure my husband who collects all different video game consoles, mm-hmm. regardless of their, their age or generation, will be very excited to hear that. Wow. Well, my big game that we had on our Sega Master System was Wise, Land of the Vanished Omens. <laughs> All right. That sounds cool. <laughs> I loved it. It was like, it was very similar to kind of Zelda, like an adventure type game. Mm-hmm. And you had to find different objects and beat different people and stuff. I, I liked it. It was like a quest kind of game. Nice. So, yeah, that was that was my big game (laughs) that's how old i am folks it's a real thing all right he says when i was eight i believe i was living in arizona at the time in apache junction i was sitting inside playing on my sega master system yes i am old that's what he wrote (laughs) this would have been around 1989 it was hot outside as it was summer and summers in arizona can be brutal true and i've always been more of an indoors nerd than a sports guy i can totally relate yep i was sitting on the couch which was set up where the hall to the bedrooms was long ways behind me and to my right would be the bedroom while the hallway to the left was extended by the back of the couch and to the kitchen I heard something at the kitchen entrance right behind me, like a footstep on linoleum. No, thank you. 
I was super focused on the game, so didn't register it fully as I was home alone, as I usually was. Latchkey kid here, and my mom worked swing shift. She was a single mom, and I was an only child. Once the noise finally registered in my head, I paused my game and went to turn my head to the left to see who it was. It was at this point that I saw someone walking down the hall to the right. I snapped my head that way and the person I saw wasn't there, although I still heard the footsteps on the carpet from hard shoes. That squish squish noise. Now I sat there in shock. I tried to understand what I'd seen. It was a gentleman with dark brown hair in a gray pinstripe suit and a hat. It very much looked like a gangster from Prohibition or one of the detectives who specialized in gangster activity. I just quickly saw him walking away from me. That's really cool. All right. I eventually saw him again in the same manner, but this was a month later and at night. It was the same image, pinstripe man walking away. The image, although shocking, didn't scare me. It felt comforting. Now this suited man did not make sense as the area is not exactly known for gangster activity and is jokingly referred to as Arizona's largest trailer park. (laughs) Alrighty. I didn't see him for a while till I moved to Oregon with my mom. One of the places we lived in had a long hallway, and I left my bedroom at the end of the hallway and quickly saw the image of him walking away from me down the hall. Again, I was shocked as the memories flooded back, but also didn't feel scared. At the time, I decided... He was there for me for some reason and called him my hallway guardian ghost. (laughs) You know, it does seem like he must be attached to him somehow. Maybe he's like a distant relative or something. Yeah, if he's traveling with him. It says, when I moved to my first apartment, my roommate saw him walking down the hall when she went to the kitchen. She also didn't feel alarmed, but comforted. We called him Robert Anderson. Her last name was Robertson, and mine is Anderson. (laughs) That's awesome. After that, it was a periodic sighting. We could never figure out the rhyme or reason, but eventually we stopped seeing him. Finally, I moved to Reno, Salt Lake City, then San Jose, California. It was in San Jose that the last thing happened. We were renting two rooms from a couple who were nice, but a little chaotic. The girl, we will call her C., had one of her friends over who apparently was sensitive. I walked from the office to the bathroom at the end of the hall, used it, and came back out. The friend asked me who the guy was. I looked confused, and she said a guy came out of the office, which was off of the living room, where they were sitting, and followed me to the bathroom at the end of the hall. He had a gray pinstripe suit with a hat and dark brown hair, but the hat was lowered so she couldn't see the face. All the memories came back of Robert, and I just looked at her and went, Oh, he is still here? I then explained him to her, and she nodded and said, He does seem like a protector for you. I have not seen him since, but wherever I live, there is always something that happens in the spooky realm, like feeling watched or there is someone behind you, usually in reference to the hallway. That is really cool. (laughs) I have not seen him since, but wherever I live, there is always something that happens in the spooky realm, like feeling watched or there is someone behind you, usually in reference to the hallway. Very interesting. I like it, though, because it 
that I, you gotta love it when you get that validation mm-hmm. of someone else seeing him and then it's like oh he's he's still here <laughs> yeah that's my favorite part of this story not only does he now know he's not crazy or anything like he really is seeing that but he also knows that girl is legit because she mm-hmm. described something that she could not ever have possibly known right if you have friends over and someone's yeah. like who's that what yeah that's pretty cool I like that though. Very, very awesome, Grant. You got you got your own pinstripe protector, right, Robert Anderson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we have part uh, second story to go along with that one, and Grant says, "All right, this one should be shorter than the last one." This took place in my first apartment in Salem, Oregon. Shout out Salem mm-hmm. and shout out to the Beaver State. I was born in Portland. So Nice. That's why you're yeah. so weird. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I, I moved to Central Oregon when I was like five. Mm. So, yep. Grew up in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it in my first story that this takes place in 2000 to 2001. This happened after my roommate moved out. It didn't end well, unfortunately. And my boyfriend at the time was living with me. We were both asleep when we were woken up by a loud banging on the front door and what sounded like laughing. Well, that that could be fairly common for Salem. (laughs) This was about 3.30 in the morning. We woke up confused and I thought it was some drunk friends dropping by, so I ignored it, hoping they would go away. The pounding and laughing still kept on, so I got up and put on some PJs to go yell at them. Now, it is important to note that these apartments were not in the best area. It was Salem, Oregon, so nothing was horrible, but the place was known for drugs and was known as Crack Row. Mm. As I walked up to the door, I got a scared feeling that washed over me. I am not sure why, but I just became paralyzed with fear in the middle of the living room right in front of the door, which led to the exterior breezeway. I realized the laughing wasn't laughing. It was hysterical crying with pounding on the door. It was the hysterical crying of someone who was in fear for their life or had just lost a close family member. I thought someone might be in trouble, so I looked through the peephole and didn't see anyone, but still heard the sobs and the pounding on the door. I opened the door and saw no one. Mm. It became very quiet, and I didn't see anyone at all in the hallway. I shut the door, and as soon as I locked the door, I heard the hysterical sobbing and pounding on the door again. I immediately swung it open to silence. Mm -mm. Right? It was just the flickering hall light and the crickets. At this point, the fear took over, and I slammed the door shut and locked it, waiting to see if I heard the noises again. I did not, and walked back to the bed where my boyfriend asked who it was. I told him it was no one, like no one was there at all. He just stared at me. We both tried to sleep after that, but could not. Mm. After that incident, we lived in the apartment for another year. We would hear someone going through the silverware drawer or cabinets opening and shutting. This never happened before that incident and stayed until we left. Never figured it out, but I still get goosebumps every time I remember the desperation in those sounds. Oh my goodness. Do you let some in? I got goosebumps from that one. Mm-hmm. That's like straight from a scary movie. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. But yeah, he opened that door. He opened it and let it in. <laughs> I thought you had to invite it in. 
I guess that's just that's, vampires. That's vampires. <laughs> and you don't want to talk about cryptids on uh. this show. <laughs> Shenanigans. Listen, I like spooky things. I like the ghosties. So, yeah, that's that's a bit much. This guy's mm-hmm. sensitive. He is sensitive for sure to this stuff. He has to be. Well, the fact that his boyfriend heard it, too. Mm-hmm. That, that means that's it's true. pretty strong. Yeah, they must be, like, finding him. Mm-hmm. And then if they they both heard, um, heard through, you know, someone going through the silverware drawer and mm-hmm. cabinets opening and shutting. I wonder if you ever saw the cabinets opening and shutting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That would be it for me, I think. If I physically see, like, a <laughs> cabinet opening and stuff by itself, no thank you. But he also did notate that that was about 3.30 in the morning. Mm. Wow, getting woken up to, like, hysterical sobbing, and then it stops every time you open the door, but starts when you close it again. I'm telling you, that's scary movie stuff right there. That's why you don't open the door. (laughs) Don't let it in. Isn't that a scary movie? (laughs) I feel like it is. Um, I know there is a vampire, a vampire kid one said that's called, um, let the right one in. Yeah. I, I reviewed that one at one point with my friend Heather. Oh, that's right. Yeah. From how I know that. From, uh, <laughs> watching Netflix without you podcast. Yeah. I'd, I had never watched that movie. I've it's good. good I like it. I like it. All right. So Grant's third story says, okay, so this one will be even shorter as it is very current and still happening. My husband and I bought a house out in Hollister, California. The house is six years old and was once farmland, so it shouldn't have anything in it. I do remember I was there alone at night while moving in and for some reason asked if anyone was there. I just had a weird feeling. I just had a terrible thought. (laughs) You had a what? A terrible thought. Absolutely. What? (laughs) What? Oh, you have to say so it now. So he said it was, it used to be farmland, right? Yeah. So my brain went to haunted cows. <laughs> what? Like ghost cows. And instead of boo, they say oh, boo. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so bad. That is so bad. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I'm keeping it in, but that's, that's (laughs) bad. (laughs) All right. So getting back on track. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember I was there alone at night while moving in. And for some reason asked if anyone was there. I just had a weird feeling. No one answered and nothing had happened. So I figured it was just me. We have lived there for almost two years now and nothing happened till this last month. I was in the dining room, which has an open floor plan to the living room. The kitchen was behind me, which has a bar counter so you can easily see into the kitchen. No cabinets on that side either, so it is pretty open. I was looking at something on our table, which was probably some mail. Now, the space between me is a little narrow, so if someone wanted to pass, you would know as they would need to brush past. I felt something on my back and associated it as a fold in my shirt that was pressing on my back. That is when I felt the fingernails drag across my back as it moved. Oh my. It felt like how someone puts their arm and hand against you to let you know they are behind you so you don't walk back into them 
or not to scare you. I then realized it was not my husband as I was home alone and a chill went through me, giving me goosebumps. I looked around and did not see anything. Now, and I mean this happened this morning, I am sending this, I was in bed. Our dogs sleep with us and they are medium-sized dogs at about 50 pounds. They can take up more space than you think they would sometimes. My one dog, Freya, who is my baby girl, jumped into bed at about 3 after I went to the bathroom. I came back and expected to have to scooch her over as she loves to lay against my pillow. She was in the middle of the bed, though, with her head on my pillow. That is unusual for her as she normally sleeps dead center of the bed, back to my husband and feet to me. I was like, aw, cuddles, and went to sleep. (laughs) Just as I was about to sleep, I felt what I thought was a dog paw stretch out and hit my ankle with decent force. I thought, aw, that's why she was so high. Odin, our other dog, was at the foot of the bed, and he can get cranky if people touch him at night. I opened my eyes and looked down at him to pet him and reassure him, and he was not there. There was no Odin at the foot of the bed. I then realized she didn't want cuddles. She was most likely up there for protection. I will keep you posted on this one. You can use this in the podcast. Alrighty. Hmm. I'm sorry. Just don't touch me. Yeah. No touching. No touching. I've been touched on several occasions, and it's... Usually, though, when it happens to me, it's not aggressive. Like, I don't feel threatened it's just most of the time it's like a child bumping my leg like you know how a child tap you or pull on your clothes it's that Mm -hmm. kind of thing he got a full hand on the back though yeah he did and he said when it hit his ankle it was forceful it was like a forceful kick on his ankle like i think it wants your attention bro i think it's like it's all like bro there are too many dogs and people in this bed i don't have any room yeah right (laughs) make room for the ghost Scoot over come on man (laughs) I dig that he's into Norse mythology, though. That's awesome. Yeah, right? Freya and Odin. Yeah, those are cool dog names. All right. And we have bonus story. (laughs) I was listening to episode 89, Haunted Workplaces, and I had to tell you what happened to me the last place I worked. It was a private school, and they had just purchased an old, troubled youth center. I was in IT, so the desk I was at was in a building way in the back, which was one of the original buildings used when it was a youth center. As any respectable IT person is, you're in the back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's where they always put you. Indeed. The offices in this building still had the safety glass in the doors, which were once dorm rooms. My desk was at the front entrance, and there was a hallway to the left when looking at the front of the desk. This hallway is where five of the dorm rooms were. At the end of the hallway was a bathroom on either side. The left one was the men's room. Now, I worked from seven to four, but due to a larger commute, one and a half hours, Mm. I would leave earlier so I could miss traffic, sometimes getting there at 5.30 or 6 when it was still very dark outside. I would always turn on the lights, set my stuff down, then go to the bathroom as my commute included drinking a cup of coffee that holds 42 ounces. Mm. Good man. (laughs) Good man. I hear you. That commutes in big cities are awful. I used to do the same thing. Coffee is gross. (laughs) You shut your mouth. (laughs) 
I'm going to get hate mail now. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the bathroom and sat down at the toilet. There is only one in this particular bathroom, as it is not used as much as the others near classrooms. I was there for maybe two minutes looking at TikTok on my phone when all of the lights went out. Mm -hmm. I mean, pitch black. My first reaction was to wave my arms to get the motion sensor to turn on. It did not. Then I realized that one... I had not been in there long enough for the motion sensor detector to trip, and two, this is a school and there is emergency lighting everywhere so it is not pitch black. <laughs> then I heard footsteps from a heavy boot outside in the hall walking towards the door. I was like, oh thank goodness, security is coming to check on me and let me know everything is okay. Then I realized my pants are down around my ankles, and that is just embarrassing. (laughs) Preparing to say, hold on, when the steps come up to the door, the door makes a distinctive creaking sound swinging doors make when the seal is broken. As soon as that sound happens, the lights turn on and no one enters the room. I finish my business and hurry out of there. The security guard later walked by on patrol and I asked him about the power outage and he looked at me like I was crazy. He said there was none and he would have gotten an alarm. I told him what happened to me and he smirked, then shared some of his stories in regards to the ghosts he had seen. These ranged from a dark shadow pacing in the building we were in to a human shape seen through plastic sheets when the reception building was under construction for remodeling. As with the other stories, you can use this one for the podcast as well. Grant. Hmm. Wow. So congratulations. You do work in a haunted workspace. Yeah, you do. What is it with ghosts and bathrooms? The last place that you worked, I should say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ghosts, I... They really just want to catch you with your pants down, right? quite literally. <laughs> Listen, just as a side note, my son, uh, my oldest son, Blaine, is editing the show now. He's he's editing the audio for it. And he came over to my house last week to edit last week's episode. And he was sitting in my office. And in my office, I have a porcelain Nefertiti doll that came from Nanny and Grandpa's house. It was Nanny's pride and joy. She loved that doll. It was in her living room. And so I got it when she passed. And it's set up in my office now. And when I left him in my office to edit the thing, I closed the door so that, you know, my lovely voice doesn't echo through the whole house while he's editing because he wasn't using headphones. So I closed the door. Well, a few minutes later, I hear the door open back up again. So when I went up later on to check on him, he said, yeah, I can't edit in here with that door closed. That doll is too much. I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame him. Porcelain dolls are creepy AF. Don't you think that if it's haunted, like, wouldn't it just shut the door? If it, like, if something really big was going to go down, I feel like the ghost would shut the door. I don't know. I'm not about to tell him that, but because he'll never come in my office again at that point, (laughs) if he thinks of that. Of course, he's going to hear it right now, so that was dumb. But anyway, (laughs) sorry, Blaine. So, yeah, he also said that if people send me haunted things to put in my office, he's never coming in it again. (laughs) Well, you know. So, yeah. 
that means he that that just means he gets to stay in his own apartment, right? Yeah, well, he the idea is for him to to do it from his own place anyway, so it's not a big deal, but I just thought that was funny that he was sitting in here and was like, "Nope, we need the door open. That doll's too much." It's a pretty doll. I'll snap a picture of it and put it in the Facebook group. It's Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to see it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it anywhere near me. Yeah. And that that's like that's one of Steve's hard hard nopes is porcelain dolls really? and stuff like that. My nanny yeah. loved them. She had so Oh, I'm fully aware. Yeah. We were that's there. That's true. You saw the last of them that are still in the house. She had a really pretty Rapunzel doll. I've also got the Princess Diana doll. I still need to video myself unpacking it. But don't take it out of the box though. Well, how are you supposed to see it if I don't take it out of the box? Okay, wait, is it in like a moving box or is it it's in, in like its original, original pack box? Yeah. There's no window in it. You you know, it's a, like a, a box. It's packed away. So I would have to take it out for you to see it. Has she ever been out of the box? Yeah, she was on display on my wedding day because she's in her wedding oh. gown. So it was like part okay. of the decor of our wedding day. Okay. And then Nanny kept her up on display for years and years after that. Oh, okay. Then, she just kept the original box she came in. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's different then. I was like thinking. It's not like a know. Chucky situation where there's like a plastic thing for you to no, see. No, but I was more thinking of like keeping her pristine in it, you know, a never opened oh, kind no. of, you know, like the, you know. Yeah. Like those vintage Barbies that have, you know, never been opened or right. played with kind of thing. Yeah, we're long way past that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, then you can take her out of the box. Oh, thank you, Kat. I appreciate that. I'm glad I cleared you have it with my you approval. first. <laughs> okay, I do have to ask, though. Was it Nanny or Grandpa that collected elephants? Nanny. Okay, because there was elephants all yes. over the Yes, yes. <laughs> she had a bunch of elephants. She was big into elephants. Elephants, porcelain but dolls. I, I will say, too, though, in, in the sense of creepy stuff and getting eeky feelings... Um, as with your son, I am the same way because when I'm I'm reviewing the footage of our investigation of Nanny's house, mm-hmm. like I have to have at least one light on. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's like oh. scary movie status, and I will just freak myself out. Right. And I like I tell everyone in the house, I'm like, listen, do not come in my office. Do not tap me on the shoulder. Don't do any. Stay out of my office right now because I'm reviewing footage. I have to have my headphones on so I can hear everything. Mm-hmm. They are noise canceling headphones, so I can't hear mm-hmm. what's going on around me. <laughs> and so I know if if like if Steve comes up and he like he'd probably just come up being like, "What do you want for dinner?" And it, I would jump out of my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been, you've slept in my nanny and grandpa's house. Would you agree that it is genuinely haunted? Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Legit. So the first night we were there, and I'm I'm just saying this because, you know, we'll we'll definitely go over it more, of course, when we do the full reveal. But um, the first night we were there, and... You know, like we've told you guys, it's a, it's a complete mirror image. So the room that we were, that me and my husband were sleeping in, was the exact same flipped mm-hmm. um, layout. Mirror the same of layout. Layout. Yeah. Thank you. Words um, that Cindy and her husband were sleeping in, and this house is absolutely magnificent. And 
it when you walk into what would be the master bedroom of that floor um so i was we were in one and cindy and her husband were in one uh you walk into a sitting area like there's literally couches and a fireplace and stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's an archway which leads into the sleeping area where the bed is and then further you know just a step or two past that is the bathroom and so the bed is against the wall and it and you sleep with your head against the wall and you can see into the sitting room not a big deal Mm -hmm. We turned off all the lights, which I was terrified to do in the first place. <laughs> but see, so you can't sleep with lights on, so I had to turn off the lights. You're like, oh man, please. Right. I'm like, can we have a nightlight? I should have brought my nightlight or something. Mm-hmm. You know? um, there is just enough of a the wall meeting where the archway is that divides the two rooms that you could stand in that corner of the archway Mm -hmm. and I legitimately felt like there was something crouched in that corner the whole night Mm. whole night and I swear something touched me in the night like poked my leg and Mm. I had dreams about someone fiddling with my earrings Mm -hmm. Um, and for those of you guys that have never seen full on pictures of me I have on my um my right ear is lined with earrings um and it felt like someone was touching each of those earrings and i woke up the next morning and steve's like so how'd you do and i was and i pointed (laughs) to the corner and i was like literally i felt like there was someone crouched in that corner the entire night and he's like all right (laughs) and i was like well what did you think and he's like no there there was someone there because he's very sensitive to that kind of stuff and Mm. i'm not so for me to notice it yeah he was just like all right good job welcome to the club Uh, nice (laughs) yeah that was for sure the little boy i'm sure it was Mm -hmm. you know that sounds like stuff that he would do yeah yeah and i mean it wasn't malicious in any way like you said you know the house has never been mean but it was definitely very Mm -hmm. curious in an uncomfortable way (laughs) personal space bro personal space i do i do not think and steve agreed with me on that though i do not think that whatever was in the corner was the same thing that was touching me or poking me oh really because that had that had a very different feel to it like it Mm. was that was creepy feel to it, not curiosity. Well, maybe feel. that one was one of the the brothers, like one of the mm-hmm. older, because they were very um, womanizing and kind of sexually aggressive, sort of like they they would catcall women, that kind of thing. So I could totally mm-hmm. see one of them. Particularly, I think Raleigh was probably the worst of the two according to my nanny because she met them she she knew Raleigh pretty well I believe and and she didn't like him she didn't like to be in a room alone with him because he was really gross and flirtatious but in an obnoxious nasty way so yeah she I bet you if if that was him that wouldn't surprise me yeah so yeah, it's a haunted house. My favorite was when I went in the front door hallway. Like, I went toward that door that goes to the yard, and I walked when in. When we first got yes. there to go out to dinner. Yes, yeah. I walked in that hallway <laughs> and immediately knew that there was something at the end of that hallway, and I just went, nope, and I walked back out of it again. 
And I knew it was that little boy. I knew it. I felt it. I know what he feels like. And so I, all I said though was nope. And I walked back out and then Steve went in to see what I was noping about. And he went, oh, hello there. And he said, the little boys in that hallway. And I was like, yes, freaking yes. That's what it is. So I thought, okay, validation. Like yep, Steve, really, validation. Steve really can feel those things because I didn't say what freaked me out and he just knew it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he can see a lot more than, and a lot more than just ghosts too. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But we are still reviewing that footage, guys. I know it feels like it's been forever since we've been at Nanny's yeah. house. And you're all like, what's the holdup? And um, so we do apologize yeah. for we know, all our have day, day jobs, jobs getting in the way of this. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Listen, if it makes you guys feel better, we would so much rather be doing this full time than our day mm-hmm. jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doing the spooky things. Mm-hmm. But we'll do but it. We will we will listen if you guys uh we do have a facebook group that has uh 2300 members in it right now i think and if you want to be a part of that the link is always in the show notes but know that there are questions that you are supposed to answer to get in they're like membership questions that you have to do to get into it and you know we don't always adhere to that but we do wish that you guys would kind of answer them or at least at the very least there's a part that says, do you agree to the rules of the group? It would be lovely if you guys would click that you agree to the rules of the group that we use those to make sure that bots aren't getting into the group. So, mm-hmm. and just for the record, if you give us snarky or funny answers to those questions, that's just a bonus. We love it. Yeah. those are Sometimes hilarious. people give us the goofiest, funniest answers and we, we like screenshot them and send them to each other. Like, Oh, look what this guy wrote. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys join the group, be sure to answer, give us some good answers to our questions. So throw sure. that out there. And we have an Instagram. That link is in there too. YouTube channel. We have all the things, all the fun things. Mm-hmm. So go check us out. Is there anything else we needed to say? I feel like that was it. Not yet. Oh, give it. us your stories. I already said that though. You did. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, until next time, we'll spook you later. Move. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>